everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're real excited today. We have actor Jefferson Brown with us. And we're so excited to talk about The Way Home and all your other projects. And thank you so much, Jefferson, for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Rachel. Yeah. So what we like to do with new guests is we'd like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got inspired to get into acting. All right. Well, uh, I started acting in earnest in university. I was at a small school in New Brunswick um, for uh, fine arts. I was a, always a drawer. Uh, okay. Painter. And uh, I went to a small school called Mount Allison University. Shout out to all my Mounties out there. Um, and uh, the great thing about going to Mount A was that it offered everybody an opportunity to get involved. It's a small school in a small town. And if you couldn't keep yourself busy, then chances are you're going to get pretty bored. Um, and uh, I've always, I went to a, a school, a, a high school uh, for enriched arts. I was there for my art, but we had a drama program and a musical program. And um, I was always amazed by the, uh, the dramas that, that we had put on, the musicals we'd put on. And I was always very intimidated by those who were in those. They always seemed to have their, uh, they seemed to know who they were. They seemed to have found themselves at an early age. And I was, I was still looking, I think. I was still searching for exactly what I was or who I was. And um, uh, a friend of mine and I, with my parents, went to a musical in um, Toronto called Crazy For You, a Gershwin musical. And, Love it. Uh, oh, my, my dog is making a... Uh, a cameo. <laughs> um, I was floored. I, I've never been so entertained. And then in my third year of university, I decided I was going to try acting and I was going to see what kind of music, what the musical was that year we were going to put on. And it turned out we were putting on Crazy for You. And I thought no it was way. a sign. And uh, I auditioned. It was the first time I ever auditioned for anything. And I, I got the role of Lank Hawkins, uh, who if there's a antagonist in a uh, uh, Gershwin musical, he'd be it, uh -huh. um, which really played to my, my strengths. Uh, well, it played less to my weaknesses because I wasn't a singer and a dancer. So Lank doesn't sing and dance a whole lot in the show. Okay. So it was, uh, it was perfect for me. And uh, he got to get some laughs and um, I was hooked. I, I loved the camaraderie of it. I always played sports growing up um love being on teams um love the uh, collaborative experience and so this just was a, a natural fit uh mm -hmm. for my interests and so i was hooked uh right away i had been playing uh, club rugby at the school for the first three years come fourth year i i didn't play rugby i just did the next musical which was uh, once upon a mattress and uh, oh, another fun plays. one and uh Came back to Toronto area. Uh, I was living uh, outside of the city, and it made for a natural fit to just sort of set up home base in in Toronto. And so uh -huh. that's what I did. This is Rudy. Rudy's <laughs> an upstager. Uh, he likes the attention. Um, I don't know where he gets it. Uh, he's a bit of a card. So uh, that's where I started. He's uh, very I came cute. back to Toronto, started working professionally, and I've been uh, fortunate to sort of keep the lights on ever since. 
That's great. I mean, I, I'm a huge, I'm actually a, a theater critic as well as a, a film critic. So I love musical theater and I love yeah. local theater. And I was just, I just saw um, Godspell last night. Okay. It was amazing. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I'm a huge fan. So that's oh, so fun that that was your uh, first step into the world of, of acting. Yeah. It was a, it was a, uh, uh, it was a great experience and uh, yeah. It, it all works out, you know, everything leads to where we are today. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm uh, happy with those choices and uh, university yeah. was a great experience. That's where I, I first met my wife. So mm-hmm. that, that's uh, that great. worked out well too. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, so do you remember your first role on camera? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my, well, let's see now. Hang on. Maybe I shouldn't get too. Uh, How did that all happen? Cause you were doing the stage. Uh, and my then first, my first time on camera, um, I believe I did a commercial. Oh, okay. Uh, for uh, I don't know mutual funds or something. <laughs> and Good. then my my first real role was for a uh, a short film called Pulling Punches. Uh-huh. With a, a friend of uh, a gentleman I met who then became a very good friend of mine, Carl DePolino. He was uh, just out of uh, uh, film school and uh, mm-hmm. was shooting his first feature or is sh- shooting his first short outside of school and uh, met him at the audition for that and uh, got mm-hmm. a, a lifelong friend out of it. And uh, yeah, that sort of, that set the bar pretty high for expectations. After that. So have you, are you uh, situated in uh, Vancouver or Toronto? Oh, I'm, the, kind of the I'm two in hubs. Toronto. I'm currently Toronto, in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause I think that's, where they shoot i know it's where they shot good good witch but it's also where they shot the way home right in toronto yes okay ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas do you enjoy the holiday previews recaps interviews and bonus episodes If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. I have to talk, but you have to talk about Good Witch because I'm not joking. We were devastated when Ben didn't come back. Oh yeah. Me, you know what? Uh, me, me too, Rachel. Me too. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't know what was going on with that, um, with the character and, uh, I was I was stoked. I mean, I really enjoyed. I, I love everybody that I worked with on that yeah. uh, that project. It was a great experience. So when it uh, it sort of the 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 call didn't come for the uh, the other seasons. I didn't I didn't understand exactly why, but I'm happy to hear that uh, others were as oh. say I, I'll take Schadenfreude in your uh, <laughs> in your pain on that. 
you can listen to our recaps because pretty much every other love interest they brought up for Stephanie, we were like, not as good as Ben. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. No, it's you're true. It's true. You can listen to the recaps. We really did. Uh, but we, I don't know, we just thought you had really good chemistry and it was a really fun role, especially ending with the, with the movie theater renovation yeah. and, yeah, and then just be gone. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll raise a glass to Ben and Steph yes. and hopefully they've found happiness. Maybe they found their way back to one another. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, but it must have been a, a fun. It seems like everybody I've interviewed from that show just had a ball. It seems like a great show to be part of. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I I count my uh, my blessings every every day when I get a chance to to do what it is I love to do, and mm -hmm. um, it's not lost on me on how you know how lucky. I mean, for a lack of a better word, it really does come down to just being sort of in the right place at the right time. I mean this city this country is overflowing with talent mm -hmm. uh, overflowing with such skilled uh performers and such incredible uh people that you want to work with and uh, when you have the opportunity to sort of call us a, a show home for a, a few episodes or a few seasons it really is just, you know, right place, right time. And, you know, through whatever alchemy that occurs, you, you get an opportunity to present a story in a way that makes a fan out of some. And um, I, I've always uh, counted myself one of the, the very lucky ones. I mean, I, I, I've got, you know, limits. I'm not going to tell you my limits, but I, I have, you know, I'm not, there's so many, so many strong performers in this in this city that don't get that opportunity or don't get that opportunity nearly as much as they they would in a in a normal or mm -hmm. fair world but um yeah it's it was a great experience and um I, like i say just really fortunate to work with some uh, some really talented creative people in front of the camera and behind the camera so um now yeah, I'll, did i'll cherish that moment did you just audition for the role, Ben, or did they come to you, or how did it that was, happen? I don't know if you can remember. You probably remember better than I can as far as the the characters. But in in that second season, uh, the the season starts with a, an arc of a um, sort of a, a mystery man who has come into town. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And the breakdowns came out. So like, I, I'm not the first one to tell you how the business works on that level where uh, our agents will send out auditions and along with the auditions, you'll get breakdowns of the character. So, you know, what the relationship, like a brief synopsis, uh, like a tiny little few sentences to express, you know, who this character is. And then you interpret it as you do and, and sort of move on. And I, uh, I was given this breakdown along with the audition for the, the the other character and there were two breakdowns there's one this character who played like uh twins i think and um another breakdown uh for ben they're on the same page and i read through one and just being the nosy nancy i am i read the breakdown for ben as well and i thought well geez you know ben's Ben's right here in my in my front pocket, let alone my back mm -hmm. pocket. I mean, I'm, I am Ben, the 
uh, I think my uh, my representation, we, you know, they saw me as being, I think, more comfortable with the, a, a whiter collar, whereas the 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 natural uh, shade of blue that my collar is. Mm-hmm. And so when I read the breakdown for Ben, I, I auditioned for the other character. I put myself on tape for it and sent it in. But I said, listen, I just want you to take a look at my interpretation of Ben. I think I think I would be a better Ben. So yeah, so that's cool. Take a look. And uh, fair enough. They uh, I guess they agreed and uh, they said, OK, you're uh, yeah, you're a better Ben than this other guy. So. Oh, that's cool. That's how I, that's how I yeah. got that. I'm really, you know, proud of that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wish uh, I wish we had more Ben to play with, but uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I digress. So it, when you're put uh, into a relationship on a show like with Kylie or or with Andy, um, do you do anything to kind of build that chemistry? Uh, in uh, it's it's a funny thing. Um, so often with, with, uh, well, I'll start with Kylie. Um, you, you're trying to establish, uh, a rapport and a, uh, an understanding or a, um, you're kind of on a first date. And that was the nice thing about Ben and Steph was that the audience sort of got to see them meet and got to see it blossom and grow. And that was very helpful for Kylie and I. I'd never met Kylie. I knew her husband actually, but I never, mm-hmm. I never knew Kylie. And so it was a nice way for us to uh, sort of get our sea legs, you know, because we were kind of on first dates. We were kind of meeting each other. And I, I like to, uh, I, I try to, in those situations, I try to generate as much um, rapport and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, get to know somebody and just, you know, have fun and, and what makes them laugh or what, you know, where do, what are their interests? And you can sort of find that, um, that connection with the, especially with the the fine actors like Kylie and, and, and and Andy, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty hard not to sort of fall in love with uh, either of them, but um, with Andy sort of getting, we get sort of, thrown into this uh I I love right from the hop um in regards to shooting that was my cat by the way it's just (laughs) you turn the camera on this house and then everybody shows up I mean the the only way we can do this is that school's in session so we don't have them Uh, but it was uh to to play that love it's a um you know I kind of like having um you know, almost like a uh, speed dating sort of yeah. scenario where, like, tell me about yourself. What do you do? What do you, and this is me, and this is what I do, and this is how I am, and and this is how this is how this looks when I do mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? So it's um, we're very fortunate on uh, the way home to have uh, such incredible writers, and not, at the same time, uh, directors and um, a cast. It was all mm-hmm. they all just sort of fit. Well, you were also on When Hope Calls. I was. Yes. And so that must have been a fun show to be a part of, just the costuming and being out there with those houses they made and oh, just man. everything. That that was that was such a great experience as well. Um, you know, the uh 
the set was inspiring just to sort of have this physicality not you know when you when you shoot certain things you have some studio space but at the same time you're going on location and you're sort of making do with what the physical world offers but to go into a situation where a uh, you know a old west town was built for you to play in just sort of felt like and they they hand you the keys and you're like okay this is this it felt like you know you kind of what you kind of dream of when mm -hmm you think of shooting film and TV and, and that cast, I mean, uh, lifelong friends out of that experience. Um, RJ and I uh, really connected, Marshall and I really connected. Uh, the girls were great, but you know, it was just a really, uh, a really great opportunity. And then, yeah, and then you throw on the, uh, the costuming, the costume department just worked like vikings to to get us to look as good as we did and and to feel as comfortable as we did you know they they got it and uh i i fell in love with my with joe moody's wardrobe i just wanted to every day i just sort of wanted to walk off set with everything i was wearing nice high yeah. pants and <laughs> suspenders and yeah, yeah. It, felt, it felt great <laughs> that's cool yeah i it was too bad it didn't catch on because i thought it was honestly in some ways preferred it over when when it calls the heart but uh Whoa. i That's, i know i think those are fighting words right? <laughs> I, I don't know if i got your back in this in this tangle but uh that's a, some big that's a hot yeah it's true what i liked i guess because i have uh i have three sisters and so mm -hmm. i kind of liked the sister dynamic that uh, they had so that was nice yeah no i i think you know between morg and joss i mean they, they they were both so i mean absolutely shining stars and it was mm -hmm. and, uh, they got some really nice chemistry as well and everybody yeah. just was yeah it was just a really that was a good experience i'm very fortunate to have been a part of that yeah you've had good luck with homework shows then I mean, you're a lucky charm <laughs> fingers crossed fingers yeah. crossed we keep keep it going i yeah uh, I, I i've always enjoyed uh working at, in that world because it was a uh at a certain point i don't necessarily watch what i do mm -hmm. um it, it allows me to remove the remove some of this abundant ego <laughs> that I can have at times um, because if they don't take use a take that you really like oh, yeah. coverage is on somebody else and you it, it it I always feared that it would poison the experience that I had on the day so what happens on the day is my time that's the mm -hmm. only thing I have control over so I try my very best to keep the uh, my experience to certain projects limited to how it felt on the day. So it's not a, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been very fortunate to work with some great people. And Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Best-selling author Irene Hannon is back with the latest installment in her Hope Harbor series, Windswept Way. Buying a supposedly haunted house wasn't in Ashley Scott's plans, but when an intriguing opportunity drops into her lap, she's ready to launch a new life. 
but she can't do it alone and her reclusive new neighbor jonathan gray may be just the person to help if only there were room in his life for romance come home to hope harbor where hearts heal and love blooms Buy Windswept Away today at bakerbookhouse.com and get 30% off and free U.S. shipping. That's bakerbookhouse.com. Like from the way home from Twitter, at least that you have been watching though. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. This yeah. is, well, this is where I've made, I didn't have a choice in it. I became so invested in the performances of everyone else. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a legit fan of the show mm-hmm. and i you know no spoilers here um i have not watched episode 10 oh okay i never read episode episode 10 i've read all the i had read all the other episodes we had done script reading so i knew what was happening and then to watch it sort of play it was really wonderful um and because I was only involved in like 1999, 2000, um, I, I've always, I, I enjoyed watching what was shot mm-hmm. outside of my universe. Yeah, With, I was going to ask you about that. If you, if you were aware of kind of what was happening in the episode uh, as a whole, so you got the scripts for the whole episode. Yeah, not just no, so I, I, uh, I, I tend not to, I, I, I'll focus on my character and I'll, I'll read what's going on, but I try not to become overly informed with the, okay. uh, with what's happening. I think it, for me, it, it helps my performance in regards to uh, my truth, my character's truth that is being presented, how it gets interpreted by others or the relationship outside of my interaction with them. I, I try not to put too much thought into because it's kind of like when you're telling a lie you're telling a truth as you see it because you want them to believe you Mm -hmm. and so if I was to read something that turned out to be a lie and I find out about then it's going to affect how I say it Mm -hmm. so I, I like having there be that mystery I mean I don't know what conversation you had before we got online i don't know what conversations you're going to have when we get offline so right it would affect how this conversation goes and i'd rather it just be present and and organic as much as possible and it's hard with scripts but what you can do is decide what to read and what not to read Mm -hmm. yeah i think it would i mean i would be so tempted to to read but i can see your point and the only thing i i it would be maybe hard to know kind of where like where like Kyler and and uh and Sadie are kind of coming from their perspective I think that would be kind of hard to to sort of know how to play the scene if you didn't know where they were coming from and what they had experienced in them but you do such a good job so it obviously works well I hope I hope so I mean I you know you never one of the 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 sort of the nightmares of doing a, a show or performing in something is laying there in bed at night after you've done something to think, Oh, I could have, <laughs> I could have done it like this. Why didn't I, oh, I should have done it like that. Yeah. Uh, it would have been so much better. But yeah. um, I, I find that, you know, those are, the, that's the ego messing with you. Uh-huh. And you, if you go into it with like sort of 
the information you need, yeah. then hopefully the, the story will present itself. And I mean, that's kudos to the writing as well. That oh, allows yeah. you to sort of come at it from an, or, an organic amount of information and, and let it sort of develop. I know a lot of these shows, they, they shoot in blocks of two. Is that what they did for this show? Yeah, it is. Two episodes. Is. We shot, uh, so we shot the 10 episodes in blocks of two episodes each with uh, a director coming in and doing a block and then another director coming in. Mm, yeah. So how did you first hear about the project? How did you get involved? Uh, well, it was uh, the same sort of situation that we all go through, you know, the you sit around waiting for the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was uh, the audition for Colton came in and I read my breakdown and I read the storyline and I knew instantly that I, I had to do it. I, I, I needed this one. You know, there's a lot of great uh projects that you you read for and and you connect to it on uh, on a level and it might be that it would be um, a lot of fun to do this kind of character or this type of character it would be great to do this kind of story but for Colton and for the way home it was immediate and the reason is somewhat personal not that I can't share it but um so I, I grew up in New Brunswick. I was born in New Brunswick. And my mom, my mom's name is Alice. No way. And my mom's mom's name is Del. What? Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> so you I really read, did have to have it. <laughs> I had to kind of look at it a couple of times to figure out like wait what what <laughs> and like did I, did somebody write like did one of my family members write this <laughs> yeah um, but then then I got into the the uh the scenes that they had me audition uh for Colton mm-hmm. and it was a similar response to that of Ben uh as a father um who is you know trying his best as a husband who's trying his best, uh, it, there was a lot of alignment with what Colton was going through and and uh, feeling, and it just it just sort of sat right in my guts. It was a uh, you know it was one of those auditions or one of those performances where you're just this is I, I'm not acting. I'm just saying these words in a in a relationship that is really close to home and mm-hmm. um you know i'm sure I, I joke with alex and heather i'm like i'm sure you know your top five uh passed and then you got me but um it was a uh they 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 saw it too i think they saw that i was in the pocket as it were mm-hmm. um and it and it really uh yeah, I mean, and then the when, stars the stars aligned. When you found out you got the part, did you freak out a little? A little. <laughs> a little. Yeah, I bet. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. No, I was, I, I was over the moon. I was, yeah. I, I, you know, I get chills thinking about those phone calls, you know, where it, they, you know, they're like, and uh, there's interest and, you know, you sort of get like these little bites along the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's interest. Oh, we're checking your availability. Uh, you're going to network. You booked it. And it's uh-huh. just, it's just one of those things where, you know, like I said, there, you know, some jobs are jobs you want to do because you have to pay for groceries and some jobs you want to do because you're excited about the story. And all this was, this was just everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I got the, uh, when I saw that, you know, he's dead. <laughs> like, uh, part of me was like, I, I had to sort of pull uh, Alexandra Clark, our, our showrunner, one of our showrunners aside, you know, a couple of weeks into shooting. I'm like, you got to be straight with me because we only had episodes one and two. Right. To start. I'm like, you got to be, you got to be straight with me, Alex. How long do I get to stick around? <laughs> Because you you can't do this to me, you know, you You're can't right. sort of bring me to this, this world and, and have me interact with all these people and then tell me to say goodbye in episode three. I'm not, my heart won't handle it. Right. Not, it'll be a, it'll be a bad scene for everybody. <laughs> when you tell me I have to go after I just walked in the door, like that's right. Not, that won't work. And then she's like, you're going to be around for the season. And I, I was just like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's whatever. And then, uh, and then as the season progressed, I just was, yeah, every, you know, every, mm-hmm. every new episode that would come out. And it was great. Yeah. Do you know if Alexandra and Heather have this thing mapped out? Like, do you have any idea if they I'm kind sorry, of know I, what's I, I have a bit of, I'm not telling you anything. I'm dying to know. <laughs> I all I can tell you is that those two women are uh, about as great a team. Uh, this is what makes them great bosses: is that they have surrounded themselves with an incredible writing staff and an incredible uh, assistant director staff. And they have assembled some great directors that uh, get it and can communicate it. And they, they you know, the, the, the boss isn't always the one that knows everything. The boss is the one that knows enough to hire the right people for the job. And that's the, that's the kind of boss that Alex and Heather are. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they're big brains, but at the same time, they're big hearts and they, and they know the business. So yeah, we interviewed that. Heather a couple of years ago about Heartland Yeah, and she's done such a great job with that show. So, you know, we were really excited to see her, what she could do with this show. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm dying to talk to them <laughs> and, uh, and find out what's, what, what's going on. Uh, but yeah. did, did filming the show make you nostalgic for 1999? at all oh my god it i mean yesterday that's how it feels you mean yesterday <laughs> yeah well it's just the thing is like i was a in uh that was my freshman year of college was 1999 right. so my graduation year. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that long ago to me no 
no. like we're already getting nostalgic about but when you think about back to the future i mean it was basically the same if not yeah. even it's even more of a distance than because that was i think 20 something years in between but it feels it doesn't feel like that <laughs> no no yeah i i uh nostalgic in a way it was so funny is that those years being so you know ingrained that i mean like i said it was my uh final year of university my first year of working professionally and so you know it, it wasn't just a an arbitrary year to me you know like if they had said 97 or 2001 right. i'd be like i don't care i don't know whatever i mean i i got pants that are that predate 99 you know what i mean mm -hmm. i got, got t-shirts that <laughs> yeah. are older than that are older than that that i know i know yeah. are older because well, it was so smart doing 1999 because then you don't have to if they've done 2001 you got to do 9 11 you got it there's just like so much that happened that year sure. so it was smart to do 1999 yeah no i mean it, it is it's one of those uh well and, and the whole y2k i mean yeah. really um a, a big time in our world or could have been i guess but you know i think it sets a, a mood uh, mm -hmm. i love it uh I think my wardrobe is still the same as Colton's. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, that's another thing that I was like, I just, I've either owned this shirt or desperately want to own this shirt. And uh, <laughs> you're like, uh, can I take this from wardrobe? <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they're like, uh, we're not selling anything. I'm like, that's a good sign. I guess that's a good sign yeah. if you're not selling anything. That's true. Um, but so, yeah, no, it was, it was, we all had a good laugh about it, you know, thinking yeah. about what was going on in 99 in our lives, you know, Sadie was like, I think I was breathing. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, uh, I wasn't born yet or, uh, and then <laughs> you're think like, she oh was. my God, I was a fully formed adult. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, well, so you, uh, play the guitar in, in the series. Yeah. Was that something you had to learn or did you, do you play the, that the guitar? That was something that I had to learn to perform on camera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I had a, I had a, a guitar. Um, I probably bought it in 99. Um, and, uh, but I never, I never really learned uh, how to, how to play it. So when they told me that I was going to have to play guitar. Well, that was one of the things that was, uh, could have been a heartbreaker in the breakdowns. Colton's musicality was discussed in the, in the, the character description, you know, and, and I remember thinking like, look, just do your best job with the lines and the acting and we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, if we get to it, but let's not, let's not get down in the mouth over the whole musician thing yet. yeah yeah because he's not like a professional or anything so right, right. yeah and uh i clearly and quickly established my amateur status uh <laughs> on on camera and on set whenever the can the uh, guitars came out i mean it was flop sweat rachel i mean it was <laughs> i've i i've uh before I started acting university, I, I did nude modeling for the art classes mm -hmm. uh, as a, a part-time job. I was more nervous trying to play guitar <laughs> yeah. on, on set 
than I was disrobing in front of my peers. Like that's, <laughs> that's the same sort of feeling. If you yeah. want to, if you want to imagine what either one feels like, <laughs> do the other and you're, you're basically there. So. Well, um, you did a great job. I love that scene with you and, and Alice with Sadie, uh, you teaching her the, the song. And then there's such a payoff when she plays the song and Dell, you just see the look in her eyes. Like she can't what, believe what it. episode. In episode oh, I forgot. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> How are we going to be friends? How are we going to be friends? If you keep doing this to me? No, I, I, I do know about that. And, uh, it was, and that was the, the great thing about working with Sadie, uh, you know, to just name a few, is that she is a musician. She is mm-hmm. a singer. Yeah. But what my focus was in those scenes was to establish that relationship of kindred spirits. Yeah. Even if, even if for Colton, I mean, Colton doesn't know who, who Alice is to him but he recognizes a, a warmth and uh, you know, you get those feelings from people, those vibes. And I think he got those from, from this friend of his daughter's and, and like in a completely sort of uh, uh, in a, in a, uh, a, a curiosity way, like, you, you know what, like you're a good kid. And he, he really, obviously she was a, such a, an importance to him in regards to the relationship with his daughter. And he uh, was highly appreciative of her. And so when he had mm-hmm. that opportunity and we had those moments of connection, it was, it was easy to play the, uh, <clears throat> the connection with, with Sadie, because she's, she's so open and so uh, willing. She's so, such a bright light that you just Mm -hmm. want to stand in front of it. Now, if you have a heavier scene that you're performing, is that hard to kind of be in that kind of heavy space uh, as an actor during the day when you kind of get ready for like a dramatic emotional scene? It, it, it it is for me. Um, Normally it it can be a, a, uh, anxiety ridden um you you want those words to resonate you want that feeling that you want the heaviness to be felt from the viewer and you have to find the weight and i mean i i always look at episode nine episode nine was um pretty heavy about as heavy as i've ever been asked to be mm-hmm and it was again going back to heather and alex and and the rest of the cast i had such an incredible support group around me and i felt safe to go where i needed to go in order to present the story that it was written Mm -hmm. and it just came became a matter of hearing the words come out and if i could allow the words to land on me then i i knew through the the power of the writing that was going to land on the viewer. So it was a, uh, that day, I remember uh, at the end of the day or nearing the end, Kim Huffman, who played our, uh, our therapist, who's, you know, I, I'm a big fan of hers from her, her work. Um, 
asking me, so what, what are you going to do now? Like, are you going to just, you know, like, how are you going to decompress from this day? Cause it was a long day. We shot all the group therapy stuff in one day. And she's like, you must be drained. I'm like, I, I want to celebrate. I kind of want to celebrate because I felt like we had accomplished something that I've been building up in my mind for um, weeks. Uh, I knew this day was coming and I wanted to make sure I was giving it everything I possibly could. And uh, Norma, our director, and Alex was on set. And I was just checking in and they were, you know, 100% behind me, really supportive. Norma knew exactly what to say at the right times. Heather um, wasn't there, but, you know, she, I knew that she would be, was present in the, what was being said. And Alex had my back. And um, that was a, an extremely heavy day, but it was also a very fun day. Like, I don't know if fun's the right word, but it was like, Billing. it's kind of like a roller coaster, uh, you know, as is life, there's ups and downs and it scares the bejesus out of you. And, you know, you you fear for your life and then it stops and you just want to get back on and do it again. And that was how the day felt. Like, now, now I know what I want to do with the rest of my life kind of idea. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't fear those days. Uh, I just want to do this again and again as much as possible because it was, it was cathartic. You know, um, I'm a big believer in therapy and uh, it was therapy for me to sit amongst my peers and, and get the opportunity to, to speak those words and feel those feels. So, Well, you said on Twitter, and forgive me for quoting you, you said that oh, uh, so many fathers and sons suffer in silence, chained to prehistoric notions of strength. I, said, I want to thank our writers and storytellers and everybody at Hallmark Channel for presenting a character who shows the struggle and pain and knows he needs help. Talk to your loved ones. So was that something you that you felt while you were filming it or was it especially kind of poignant when you watched it back or both? It was it was both. Um it was a uh, it was a feeling that I'd been having for for a while, uh, you know, a, a long time. Well, I, I lost uh, somebody dear to me um, to suicide uh, just over a year ago, so it was very fresh, and uh, I, I suffered in silence and. You know, it was one of those things where I, I feel that had he been able to, I, if not me, then someone have that opportunity to share those feelings. Uh, he wouldn't have left us when he did. Yeah. Yeah, so, I thought this was very moving. And I, I, I agree there's even not just not just men, but I think probably, as you say, fathers and sons, but that just that we need to do better about uh, letting people share their feelings and not feeling like we need to fix everything right away. Because I think that can put like a lot of pressure on the person and maybe make them less likely 
to, to seek help if they feel like they have to be fixed. Yeah. I, and I, I think it, it's you're right it, it goes both directions i think the 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 teller and the listener mm-hmm. we, we can we can all learn to get better at both yeah um, you know we get so almost apathetic to the the the, the call response notion of hellos mm-hmm. and how are you's and the uh you know i'm all right yeah i'm i'm good you know What's up? Nah, not much. It becomes sort of so knee-jerk re- reactive. And maybe we have to find different ways to allow those people who are suffering to know that they are loved and cared for and can, you know, not concerned for, but I y- your well-being. I'm invested in your well-being. I want you to know that. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and this I is think not, this isn't me just making lip service. This is me asking a loved one what's going on. And yeah, and I think Colton, you could tell that it really, especially I think it would be especially hard to be in this sort of middle space where where he hasn't been found there's no closure. What do I do? How much do I hope? Like, I feel like, especially for that character, like having somebody to talk to and, and that's not Dell, I think, or Kat, I think that it, it would be especially meaningful. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, in 99, like you think back to where we are, where we were in 99 in comparison to where we are now in, in regards to the feelings of, mental health and uh therapy and you know like why didn't he tell his family and i think a lot of that was it flew against the notion of of strength or the notion Mm -hmm. of uh father provider or um yeah you know uh uh, having it all together you know our concept of what our parents are like the parents have the answers whether we like to hear them or not they they have them but we don't yeah my grandma experienced a trauma when she was in her 20s and they just like never talked about it ever and uh, just buried it and then it finally all came up in her in her 80s she finally had to deal with it and uh, it, it just doesn't go away you have to you have to process it yeah and i and I, I you know it and it's not it's one of those things of you know uh, admitting the problem is the first good step in solving the problem and um i again i, I have to give a lot of credit to the writers and and the channel the the broadcasters mm-hmm. to to allow i think what was so great about colt is that he sort of presents as this your regular like he seems pretty like a normal hallmarky kind of dad you know like mm-hmm. he's got answers and he's uh he smiles a lot and he loves his wife and he he loves his kids and and he does and he does but i think it allows for this sort of little little peek in behind the curtain uh you yeah. know and and it allows for you know, that's sort of the escapism for Kat to see this 
this struggle that she didn't quite understand when she was experiencing it in 99, but she could see the struggle that was occurring on, you know, it wasn't blame, it wasn't guilt, it was personal. And for, for Hallmark to allow this strong sort of uh, robust kind of guy who seems to have it all together to show that pain and to show the the try and the, and the failure i mean that's what's happening is that he's failing but he knows he's failing and he's trying to figure out how to stop failing mm-hmm. and that journey is not one that i don't think you i don't think you see it very often yeah i agree well one of the f- most fun parts of the show has been all the sort of theorizing like after every episode on our little group chat that we have it it gets very excited we're all oh well what happened uh what about that in 1999 or what about uh where did you guys go good yeah we we have a lot of fun and even our our uh co-host Casey she she has this whole written timeline that she has marked out about where when everything happened it's very brilliant um and uh, and I don't know it is if, if, as you as you're thinking about the upcoming season season two is that something that you've kind of had fun with as as far as like wondering what what they're going to do with the characters? Well, I, I hey I I listen to some of the podcasts too. Oh, you I did? Listened, I listened to your podcast. Oh, <laughs> and I I was I was actually uh, I had my headphones in while I I was working on a motorcycle and uh i'm I'm listening to my hallmarkies uh podcast very you know what normal guys who work on motorcycles (laughs) listen to and i got to thinking like oh yeah what if yeah who's the witness yeah and the white witch they never named that person (laughs) who could that be and so I started yeah, going yeah. through all these things. I'm just trying to figure out ways, Rachel, that I can get back in yeah. on like a regular, consistent basis because I it's it's kind of like I know how fun the playground is and I'm going to get to visit it. But it's like, you know, when yeah. you, you have like really cool cousins <laughs> that live away from you yeah, and, and they live this really cool, fun life with dirt bikes or maybe they got like uh, an ice cream machine or something. Yeah. And you get to visit it, but at the same time, you know, they live there and they have it all the time. That's yeah. how it's going to feel for me in season two, I'm afraid, because I'm well, just going like, I, I just want the dirt bikes and ice cream like I did in season one. <laughs> I don't want to spoil any more of episode 10, but I think there's avenues. There's ways that we can see Colton again. <laughs> well, sure. I'm in, like I say, I'm in Canada. We got, we got season episode 10 airs on, uh, hasn't aired yet. Oh, okay. Okay. That's why. It's not that I'm behind. It's just that my country is. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have, yeah, we have Canada. Medicare. <laughs> we have free Medicare, but we don't have episode 10 yet. <laughs> so uh, I'm actually going to, I'm going to get a chance to watch it with some of the, uh, with some of the producers and uh, How fun. Uh, the assistant director. So we're going to, that, that happens in a couple of days. I'm not sure when this will air, but that happens in a couple of days. I'm looking, I'm very much looking forward to it. I can't um, wait to hear what you have to say. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. 
Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Real quick before we end, we have some get to know you, fun get to know you questions. Okay. And first one, what is the best ice cream flavor? The best ice cream flavor is uh, from New Brunswick, from a dairy in, in New Brunswick called peanut butter fudge crunch. Mm. And anybody who went to Mount A knows that is the only right answer. <laughs> Sounds peanut good. Butter fudge, fudge All right. What's your favorite color? Blue. Okay. What music are you into right now? It's, well, it depends. Uh, it's either uh, um, hard, like rap, oh. metal or country. Wow. Okay. It kind of, it depends on what I'm doing. It depends yeah. on what I'm doing. If I'm in the car, it's usually <laughs> uh country. If I'm in, working out, it's usually Metallica. Okay. Or if I have my headphones and my kids can't hear it, it's run the jewels. Okay. Good. You're not listening to the podcast. You're... <laughs> yeah. If I'm not listening to the podcast, if I'm working on my motorbike, it's only podcasts. Good. Okay. What is your go-to date night food? Oh God. Date night foods. Hopefully something that I can't spill down my face. Yeah. Um, if, if it's my wife and I, I mean, I love, I eat steak. I love steak. That's a special treat. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. And not messy. That's the thing with Italian food, very messy and garlicky. Yeah. Not no, great. I, date I have a couple of, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's all a mood thing. It's a mood. Yeah. It's a vibe. All right. Well, what's your go-to date night activity if you're going out and doing something? Oh, it's changed. I mean, as a parent, you don't get many of those anymore. Yeah. Um, I love seeing friends. I love connecting with old friends. I love uh, meeting new friends. So it's it's going to be someplace that we can maybe sit down, have a a cocktail or a a pint, and talk. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I think the best the best sort of going out or the date night activity. I mean, my wife and I we love to have people over. I love to I love to host dinner or pancakes on a you know brunch and just sit around and stuff our faces and and hang out i like to hang out yeah i'm, I'm pretty good at hanging out yeah <laughs> all right uh well we've seen both of yours but which do you like better dogs or cats no comment <laughs> okay uh, yeah no i love them equally okay 
which do you like better, beaches or mountains? Ooh. Uh, I love, I think, I think beaches, water. Yeah, that's me for sure. Yeah. But I think I just take the mountains for granted because I live in Utah. Oh, do you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's your backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, all right. What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Favorite holiday to celebrate uh, Christmas. Yeah. It's hard to beat Christmas because it's like a whole season. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't really do the Thanksgiving that you guys yeah. do. We we have our own. We get it out of the way so that we can really focus on Christmas. <laughs> it's in like you October, right? Up a, bit, a bit too tight. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I think Christmas is a... Uh, yeah, it's a it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. All right, last question. What is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Yeah. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, I really like Love Actually. Yeah. Um, as it's far a fun as one. romantic, I, I get a kick out of that because I find that I with the multiple storylines, certain storylines can break me down yeah. uh, at, on different years at different times. Um, so I, I get a kick out of just experiencing that, which one is gonna land this year. Um, uh, romantic. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good answer. We all, we love, love it actually. So very good. We did it. You answered all the questions. Oh, great. Right on. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was such a fun interview. I really enjoyed talking with you. So thanks so much for coming on. And, uh, and if people want to follow you on social media and get your, uh, your tweeting about episode 10, how, how do they do that? Uh, well, I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter, Jefferson B 76, uh, at, Jefferson B76. And uh yeah, if you want, if you got any more questions that aren't spoilers, then uh <laughs> reach out and uh we'll discuss. Great. We'll, discuss. well, thanks again. And uh yeah, good luck and uh, hopefully getting to see more of you in season two. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Rachel. This has been a lot of fun. I'd like to thank Jefferson for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with him. I really enjoyed this interview. I thought he was really authentic and uh and sweet and funny just great i really enjoyed this one so let, let us know what you think of all the things we talked about in the comment section or on twitter and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes and make sure that if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot and if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. I would appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. So check that out. And thanks again to Jefferson. We'll talk to you all later. Bye.